Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Pod. Hello, Weffers. Hello, Keith. Hello, everybody. Oh, hi. hi. I'm not used to people saying hi back, right? This is nice. Let me give you a surprise. Well, I'm, of course, your host, Internet Keith, and welcome to the NFL edition of football and other F words. And we will be talking about NFL news. We're going to get into a new segment called Gimme Less, Gimme More. And we are going to uh, talk about some uh, some coach firing techniques. Mm. Um, Sounds delightful. As is tradition, I am joined by some hooligans. This first guy, he only uses a flip phone when he's celebrating touchdowns. It's Zebo. That's true. They're all burners, though. <laughs> You'll never be able to get me government. That's right. That's why you only buy your phones from liquor stores. Yep. Yep. Uh, this next guy, <laughs> he only uses a flip phone when he wants to play Snake. It's Mr. Lebowski. What what version of Snake? Did, uh, oh, you mean the phone game? The phone game. Uh, yeah. I also use a what burner phone. What version did when you want to play? Talking about. I thought the other reason you use a burner phone for. Yeah. You know, like. Hugh Free should have done because he was playing Snake and he got caught. <laughs> uh, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by an F word, and I don't have one ready. I so. do. Oh, yes, Mr. Lebowski. Our F word is farouche, which means wild and untamed, which is what our podcast is. We do what we want. <laughs> Can you spell that? F A R O U S H E. I think. Hang on. Hang on. Go fuck yourself. Because I've got this. It's F-A-R-O-U-C-H-E. It means wild and unpolished. Farouche. Go farouche yourself. That's right. No, that is, that you, so you're just telling somebody to go wild yourself. Yeah, that's fine. That's weird. Uh, well, let's get to a word from our sponsors real quick. Hey, hey. 615 Oh, 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 I'm wearing this tonight, this shirt, it feels so right, the colors are so bright, don't be a moron, they fit you tenderly, they're the perfect shirt for me, so now it's time to buy and make it your own. I know that I can buy some more. It's all online. My nipples won't ever be sore for the Ville 615. The only shirt for you. Just don't forget you can always buy two. Paul Blar may eat me, but I ain't no pie for the Ville 615. They make you look super buff. Some people may think you look like Shia LaBeouf. 
Those rhymes were lazy, but go get online for the Bill 615. Oh, oh, oh. So let me just hit you with the truth and head on over to ForTheVille615.com today and get free shipping on all orders over $100. And with every purchase made, a donation is made to the Nashville Predators Foundation. You can follow them on Instagram, on Twitter, at, at ForTheVille615. They may even be on Facebook. You can probably look them up on Napster. I don't even know if that's still around or how that even would even work. ForTheVille615.com. To all those other shirts you could say... Bye bye bye. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into news and notes from around the NFL. Uh, let's start off on a positive note. Let's talk about everyone's favorite quarterback, Nick Mullins. Oh my God, that was the most fun Thursday night football game because you literally thought it was just going to be a Stephen Powell shit, <laughs> and he looked phenomenal. He looked so much better than CJ Behar did, and I hope that I think he plays primetime again against the Giants on Monday night football. So I'm kind of hoping for like. Nick Mullins part two. Like, I'm hoping they just go undefeated just like they did with Jimmy G, and then they have a quarterback controversy. The Garoppolo-Mullins controversy yeah. would be wonderful to see. Uh, he was 16 of 22 for his 262 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions um, for a passer rating of 151.9. Someone I know that was winning their uh, fantasy football league, they forgot that uh to pick up a quarterback off waivers so they're like oh i'll just pick up nick mullins I'm, i mean like okay i'll i'll lose one game nick mullins you know ends up going off and wins him the game what a lucky bastard god <laughs> uh let's talk about john or yeah john gruden and greg williams oh my god they're a bunch of fucking liars explain well john gruden you know says that he's got people calling him that are dying to come play in oakland and then Greg Williams says that he's just gotten thousands of offers to be a head coach every, you know, for the last 11 years or something. Like, give me a break. None of those things are true. And you're not fooling anybody. No? No. Are you fooled? I am 100% fooled. Greg Williams seems like a wonderful man who anybody would be lucky to, to have head coaching. The uh, Somebody with the U.S. government, I think it was the Department of Labor, tweeted out like, 235,000 new jobs are created last quarter. And so I retweeted it and said, Greg Williams was offered every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Williams is a lying sack of shit. And so is John Gruden. Yeah. John Gruden just needs to come out and admit that he's tanking. That's all he needs to do. Just come out and say it. We all know it. It's like when you're coming home covered in lipstick, perfume, and no shirt on, your wife knows you're cheating. You didn't fall into a pile of markers. Mr. Lebowski. We all know he's tanking. Do you think he knows he's tanking? I don't know, actually. Now yeah. that you say that. <laughs> yeah. I think he might think he's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. And, and you know, go back to Greg Williams. He just needs to embrace being a psychopath and stop adding lying to the top of that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, uh, this next guy, Julio Jones, scored his first touchdown in 343 days. Ooh. Ironically enough, on the same week that he scores, Alan Hearns also <laughs> scores. They are the same wide receiver. I am just convinced at this point they are the same person. I'm not sure that's true. I'm not I sure don't know. Did you see that double move that you Alan Hearns? You ever seen him in the same game at the yeah. same time? Don't yes. answer that. I don't think you have. <laughs> don't answer that. 
Well, congratulations to Julio Jones. He now has one touchdown on the year. So does Sellers. There is there is a fantasy owner out there that is just sobbing, like I did last year with AJ Green. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of sobbing, let's talk about another Oakland uh, favorite, <laughs> Jamarcus Russell, and the news that came out about him this week. The story is so ridiculous. I mean, it's great. It's great. How how fucked up are you as a player that your own coaches are testing you by sending you home with blank tapes because they know you're not fucking (laughs) watching film? Listen, I I I just I just can't believe it. I mean, I know that he was he was shitty, but this this is a whole new level of ineptitude. This is the equivalent of your grandma giving you a Bible before college and hiding fifty dollars in one of the pages. And then going, you read your Bible, and then you going, yeah, <laughs> and you don't ever thank her for that fifty dollars, right? So they sent him home with blank tapes to review coverage and everything else, and they were like, so, uh, so what did you watch last night? And he was like, oh, I was, I was looking at the blitz packages, and they're yeah. like, oh, well, they were blank. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird. And like, why did this doing? story just suddenly break too? Like, yeah, I know. This, this is, is weird timing. This yeah. is weird timing. Someone's out there trying to smear Jamarcus Russell's good name. Yeah, he must. Like, was he running for Senate or something today that I'm not aware of? No, it's just like someone with the Raiders leadership, former or current, was just at a bar hammered with a reporter and was like, hey man, I got to tell you this Jamarcus Waffle story. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how that went down. Yeah. Sent the son of a bitch home with blank tapes. <laughs> Damn. It was a longtime uh, coach boyfriend, I guess you would say, or coach, uh, I don't know. He's really sexually for this coach. He was like, Big Mike was. It was John D. Filippo sent, sent him home with those tapes. <laughs> and so, like, Big Mike really wanted John D. Filippo here. So that would have been awesome to have that story about one of our coaches. No doubt. Um, let's. I don't actually know what this is about. This Bills fans GoFundMe. What is this about? Bills fans started a GoFundMe to buy out Nathan Peterman's contract. Uh. <laughs> so when you, when you go to GoFundMe and put in Nathan Peterman in the name, there's four GoFundMes. Okay. Three are to are to get him out of the to make him retire from football <laughs> or to get him off the bills. The other one is one to keep him in the NFL for forever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Conflicting ideologies. Yeah. This is great. But Kim, I mean, I'm sure there's probably now that we've said this on a m- majority of Titans fans listen to this, there'll be a Malcolm Butler GoFundMe, but you're going to need <laughs> I looked at it today. You're gonna need like twenty four million dollars to buy him out of that contract. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot more than a like Nathan contract. Peterman is just like a million dollars. So yeah. the the title of it is Nathan Peterman, please retire. <laughs> and currently, it is uh, sitting at a hundred and forty two dollars of a one million dollar goal. I do love that's that one dollar for every interception. I do love that the graphic is Nathan Peterman, defensive player of the week for the AFC. <laughs> His QB rating is a crying emoji. So he actually had one of his best games as a as an NFL quarterback but last week. But still one of the shittiest games ever. Yeah, he had like 190-something yards passing, but he had three interceptions, zero touchdowns. <laughs> wasn't and, one of them like two pick sixes? Uh, Yeah, I think so. One of those wasn't his fault, but yeah. it's still his fault somehow. So the, the uh, basically the profile comment of this is, Nathan Peterman, we understand your passion to play football, and especially in the NFL. 
but please, for the love of God, retire and just leave and never come back. We will give you money. Just go. Practice oh, star yes. MVP. Yeah. And it is MVP currently at, like I said, $142, which is $141 more than they should have paid his ass in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Um, I think this is a Lebowski thing. Uh, the coin flips. You wanted to talk about that? Oh, so the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are 9-0 and on the season for the coin flip. It's ridiculous. Oh, no, no, no. It gets better than that. That's the regular season. They went 4-0 and in the preseason on coin flips. Talk about controlling your own destiny. That's right? someone in Vegas has been betting on this coin flip and making a ton <laughs> of goddamn money. Oh, out man, of we should probably get in on I that. I forgot what the odds were. I've looked it up. It was something like, I, I'm not even going to lie. I don't remember the style of the time I had, but it was obscene the, uh, the, how many times you would have to get that correct. That is the only time I could think of that the phrase 50% of the time it works every time actually <laughs> applies to this statement. That 9-0 and on coin toss. That's fantastic. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't think if we flipped a coin nine times right now that I would be able to get all nine right. No, seriously. No, how, how long would it take you to sit here and flip a coin nine times and get it right every single time? We'd be here all fucking yeah. night. Do we know if it's been the same guy calling to toss or if it's been different people? It could. Ooh, oh, you mean player wise. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. The story. Didn't maybe maybe that. Travis. Well, Kelsey's it, just it, fucking because the other ridiculous. it's the visiting team. So the visiting team oh, yeah. also called it. That's true. Uh, correct for it or called it incorrect. Right. For Kansas City. Wow. Right? Isn't yeah. that when that, that yeah, works? For sure. Is that how they're counting? We need some unsolved mysteries music. Yeah. Either that or they've hired Penn and Teller to drop a loaded quarter into the referee's box. I don't know how that would work. I didn't know where you were going Once you said drop, I thought maybe we were going with Deuce, and then I didn't know. Let's move on. Celebrations. We had, of course, a great Kevin Bayard celebration on the 50-yard line. What happened? He did a little to, oh. a little to, and and a, a little dance, dance. a little yeah. dance, a little, little Alex ditty Collins on uh, on the old star in the fifty yard line. I like it. Is there another celebration you want to talk about? Well, everybody, of course, is talking about the Michael Thomas celebration, yes. which is which was all Horn. fine and good. I mean, I thought it was good. It was creative. I mean, it paid I, um, homage, homage, yeah, homage, 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 homage. That's cheese. Oh. Um, but the Doug Ball, uh, well, it wasn't a Doug Baldwin touchdown, but it, the he was the beginning dancer. But they court the Seattle Seahawks receivers group and tight ends choreographed a whole dance that was like in sync level good and in like like a Backstreet Boy okay dance, and it was really Solid. really good. You I gotta look it up. Seen it. it it was really good. And speaking of celebrations, uh, T O. On the Thursday night game, was talking about all the celebrations, and they threw out the Tennessee Titans doing the bowling one, mm-hmm. and he was he was asked to pick his favorite one, and he actually chose Tennessee Titans the bowling one. Nice. Good taste, yeah, yeah. I, I really just I'm waiting for the Indiana Pacers to uh, to you know pay some homage to uh, Ron Artest and storm into the stands again. <laughs> the Colts mm-hmm. should do that. Yes, yes. Malice, Malice in the Palace Two Electric Boogaloo. Malice at Lucas Oil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so i have here on my notes lol vance joseph <laughs> oh i mean come on <laughs> you know i'm just gonna have to talk about vance joseph being a fucking idiot and playing for a 51 yard field goal he yeah. i mean that's he specifically wanted the field goal and john elway coming out and not immediately firing his ass but backing him up saying i think we're we got some really good things going here like what 
Yeah. Like, what do you have going for you? Ha- you have an overpaid, overhyped Case Keenum who's only have one good year. You have the, a shitty head coach, mm-hmm. horrible offensive coordinators, even when you got rid of Mike McCoy and all that. Uh, you got Philip Lindsay, and that's it. And Emmanuel yeah. Sanders. And Emmanuel then, Sanders, Philip Lindsay. Yeah. I, I Vance Joseph has made some poor, poor choices, but he's also been given a shit roster, so it's hard to defend. I I, I just can't defend him. I I mean I think he never should have got the job to begin with. Out of all the coaching hires you could have made, that's who you chose. A, and he was defensive coordinator for the Dolphins when they weren't even really that good of a team either. I just I couldn't believe believe it that the game is is basically theirs. They they could they have time to get closer. Yeah. They they have plenty of options and he chooses to just play for the 51-yard field goal. I've never seen something like that. Well, he's and, done it like a couple times this year. Well, uh, what did Bill O'Brien say on the sidelines? He said he, I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but he basically mouthed something to the effect of Hell yeah, way to go, you fucking idiot, man. Yeah. So something, and he literally used the yeah. like you could see it on his mouth. He mouthed the word "you fucking idiot." But um, you know, in Elway's defense for not firing him immediately, I, I've had some extremely stupid employees work for me over over my time of being in retail or any capacity where I've had people work under me. We're gonna put four people directly underneath you. A little, little office space call back there, but anyway, so. <laughs> Sometimes your employees make such monumentally stupid choices that you actually have to go sit down with HR and go, can I fire them for that? And I kind of feel like that's what's happening here. (laughs) You know, like when you really fuck up at work and you know you're losing your job, but then you come in on Monday and you haven't been fired and you're like, hell yeah, I got away with it. But you're too stupid to realize that they've stopped giving you any kind of major responsibility. (laughs) Like, I kind of feel like that's what's happening. And they're like, uh, sure, Vance. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see it practice on Monday. Yeah. (laughs) And the second the playoffs start, he's going to be out. Yeah. Like, hey, Vance, we're going to hire somebody to just kind of clean your office up a little bit. If you could move all your stuff out, that would really help him out. We're going to need your keys to give to the cleaning company. We're making copies. And your <laughs> parking pass mm-hmm. to yep. both the stadium and the facility. Yeah, and if you could just go ahead and, and give us your passwords for all your logins on the computers, that would be great, too. I'm going to stop paying you due to a banking error. We'll yes. look into it. Yeah. Um. So... It, news came out today that the Saints will be working out wide receivers due to their injuries and having Cameron Meredith as a <laughs> target. It's basically another injury. <laughs> right. Um, they're going to work out Des Bryant, Brandon Marshall, and Kamar Aiken, Oof. among others. So, I, I think I'd rather just roll with Michael Thomas and no other wide receivers at that point. Let's roll the dice. Yeah. Ugh. Do you, which one of those do you see getting... Uh, Getting that spot, it's gonna be Kamari Aiken. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think he's got kind of the speed they were looking for. Brandon Marshall has nothing left, and I mean Des Bryant's Des Bryant. He looks really slow. Drew Brees could handle Des Bryant, but does Drew Brees really want to waste his time handling Des Bryant? So right. I think if they're gonna sign anybody, it's gonna be Kamari Aiken. I agree. I think it's Aiken. I mean what the hell does Brandon have? And I just keep going back to this. I cannot prove it, but not, not only is Des Bryant slow and he's a diva, but there's gotta be something else, right? Right. For him not to be on a team. I mean, someone out of across all 32, well, 31's a Cowboys don't want his ass, but 
there's something, yeah. right? It's something a Has little more. So I don't know. I just, I, yeah. Yeah. He's not getting a job. He, he may swallow his pride to get on a already contending team. So that that could benefit him. He may be willing to just ride it out and ride the coattails of a of a already good team to get that Super Bowl. Ring. Why doesn't he just go work out as a quarterback for Buffalo? <laughs> I mean, he couldn't be worse than Peterman, right? Yeah, just run that wildcat. Yeah. Um, do you think he's asking for a ridiculous amount salary wise, and that's why he's not getting called? I think back? the shittier the team you are, the higher the asking price he's probably asking. Yeah. So you know, again, this is the bet. This is the best team to have him in for a workout by far out of anybody yeah. that's that's even looked at. Him. I think you're onto something. I think he's asking for too much money, uh-huh. but he I think he's strolling into these facilities like he's doing them a favor. Probably, and yeah. I oh, think yeah. it's a, I think it's a huge turnoff. I mean, it kind of was that in Hard Knocks. Yeah, no, it him. was definitely that in Hard Knocks, and I I feel like he's probably doing that. I think he's showing up to these teams like, okay, you're in a wide receiver glut, so that's why I'm here. And he's just strolling in like, yeah, you know you need me. And yeah. I think they're like, nah, I think we're going to stick what we've yeah. got. Yeah, it's like I want, I want 10 catches a game, and I want my own locker room for just me. I'm going to need two hot tubs, one hot tub to get in immediately after I've gotten out of the first hot tub. <laughs> that follow me around on the sidelines. I need a sideline hot tub to match the other two hot tubs. Speaking of, uh, of big expectations, Le'Veon Bell is nearing the uh, point of no return. He's, uh, he's got a deadline to report to the Steelers on November 13th at 4 p.m. Eastern. Um. If he does not, he will officially not be able to play this year. Um, sources say, ESPN, I think is where I read this, is that the Steelers uh, plan to place a transition tag on him this offseason. The transition tag would have would effectively allow Bell to negotiate with other teams and allow the Steelers to match any offer that he receives. Um so if why put yourself through that drama if that's what they're gonna do? Like just let the let the motherfucker get out of your all's life. I think they're wanting to see what people are offering and then match it and then try to trade. But him. they don't need him. Yeah, I mean, just it seems like just a bad. Let idea. him go. Yeah, just at this point, let him go. I think it's out of spite at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah. I do. I, mean, I think it's out of spite at this point. And I they're trying to make an him. example of him so yeah. that other people yeah, don't do this. Even I if agree. he shows up, you'd be crazy to move away from James Conner right now, who's having a hell of a season, having a better season than what uh, Le'Veon Bell had last year. And he, I think he's already got 10 total touchdowns to Le'Veon, or 10 rushing touchdowns to Le'Veon's five last year through this point of the season. I, 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 I think it's just, you're putting yourself. What are you? You're cutting your dick off and spite your nose or something. <laughs> I think that's Let's, how that phrase goes. I think that's spot on. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's I'm just, no expert, but I think that's right. <laughs> Look, as I mean, watching from the outside, Le'Veon, I think it's incredibly stupid, and I can't believe he's let it get to this point. And I, I the team is obviously trying to spite him, and I don't blame him. As a James Conner fantasy owner, you do you, boo. I yeah. fully support you, Le'Veon. <laughs> I stand by what you're doing. I will buy some free Le'Veon t-shirts. <laughs> oh, my God. I, but, I see both sides in this in this argument, and uh, it's a very interesting situation. It's one that yeah. hasn't happened before, at least as far as I can remember. Yeah. I, Somebody's got to be the first. Yeah. Yep. yeah. 
So uh, we'll see how that, that shakes out as the season goes along. Um, we've already kind of talked about uh, Vance Joseph a little bit, but speaking of uh, firing a coach, there was a lot of stink made after the Cowboys loss about Jason Garrett getting fired as well as about Vance Joseph getting fired after he made those decisions. Um, so my question is, which do you prefer? Would you rather your team fire a coach midseason and deal with the fallout and setting up a replacement or would you rather them ride out the rest of that coach for the rest of the year and then replace them in the offseason? I, I am more for firing as soon as you can. Yeah. And, and here's why. And let's look at Jason Garrett. They're, they're three and five. Mm-hmm. They're not totally out of the – with the, the injuries to the Redskins and, ever, and the Eagles kind of being kind of average for the most part um, – they're they're still in the race for their own division. They have Scott Linehan and um, Rod Marinelli on their coaching roster, and those are two coaches that have already been head coaches. And in this particular case, firing Jason Garrett is probably going to get you at least Scott Linehan in there to maybe fully call the plays and do what he's been trying to get done. They got the talent – they can compete, and sometimes a coaching change, if you looked at back when da- uh, Miami did it and Dan Campbell took over, they went on a big win streak. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can inspire win streaks. So to me, I'm more of get, get the person out as quick as you can if you are in a in a point where you can still contend. Because yeah. you, obviously your players are not playing well underneath him right now. Sometimes a change of uh, a fresh face can do it. Before we get to Lebowski, what if we were in the situation where we'll say we were the Giants last year with uh, McAdoo? Oh, they should have like fired him. Like fire him immediately. Oh yeah, I mean he's just ugly. So fire immediately either way. Yeah, yeah, but they should have fired him before the season started. <laughs> sure. Right, Same Lebowski. with Hugh Jackson, and you know sometimes you just can't fix stupid. But <laughs> I'm always of the opinion that if you got somebody who's dragging ass. You get rid of them before they do yeah, any more damage to the brand or the company. Get them the hell out. I mean, the problem is, is that it's not as simple as looking at it from a, a company standpoint. Like, we'll use the Cowboys as an example. John McClain had an excellent, excellent point today on the Midday 180 where he said, it's not about if Jason Garrett's hurting the team. It's Jerry Jones, will is he willing to give up controlling a head coach? because of his own pride and giving up control of the team to give it to a coach who's willing to come in and run the organization his way? Or does he just want to keep having a yes man? I think he just wants to keep having a yes man. And then Jason Garrett's the perfect yes man. So yeah, it's uh, you know, if it were my organization, I'd say get rid of his clapping ginger gum chewing ass. (laughs) But uh, Jerry Jones likes having that control and Jason Garrett will agree with him on everything. If, if he told Jason Garrett to punt on second down, I think he'd do it without blinking an eye. Yeah. Like the Packers. I mean, the Packers are a good example of someone that may that that of a team where their head coach is clearly holding them back. Yeah. I mean, the the decisions that were made and by Mike McCarthy on this past Sunday cost them the game. Mm-hmm. And you have Mike Pettin. You know, he's been a head coach before, and he's kind of turned that defense around to more respectable than what Dom Capers had. But you also have Frank Signetti, the quarterback coach there, and he has an awesome name, so why wouldn't you make him head coach? <laughs> That's good reasoning. Frank Signetti Sound Jr. Reasoning. Fantastic reasoning. 
but I mean, yeah. Aaron Rodgers can coach that team. This is again another team where they're three five, they're three four and one now, and it's they're in this hole just because of Mike McCarthy. They have talent. If he would just ride Aaron Jones more, I know Aaron Jones fumbled, but it we fumbled twice and we still won a game. Sure. The Titans did. So, I mean, that's not the death knell. The death knell was these decisions in the red zone, these play calls and this and that. I think it's Mike McCarthy's done. I think they could benefit from a change in head coach and, and make the playoffs. I don't see them making the playoffs with Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy at this point. Sure. Um, do you believe that if you decided to get rid of these guys midseason, do you think that gives you a better opportunity for hiring coaching candidates um, for the next year? I think you can evaluate your in-house candidates, That's true. but I don't think that it provides you any kind of it. Because I mean, even if you, when your season's over and you fire someone one day, well, that one day's nobody's ever hired that. Right. It's Black Monday, and then you get to hiring. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I, I agree with Zach. Where I think it gives you a better chance to evaluate your in-house talent if that's your goal. Yeah. Even if it's not your goal, you, you may discover a diamond in the rough, but. I, I do think that it, I mean, let's be realistic here. I know you're probably only, I, I know how it is with players. I forget how it is with coaches. There's not a lot to negotiate while the season is going on. I'm sure that's probably true in some yeah. aspect, but let's be realistic here. We know it's happening. You, you know, a team is reaching out to agents, trying to figure out who's happy, who's unhappy, who's, who's getting restless in their position, who's having a great season that feels like they could do more. I, I'm of the opinion that, yeah, I think it gives you a chance to get out in front of the rest of the, field who doesn't have time to entertain that you yeah. know i mean as much as i sit here and joke around about the vance joseph and getting less responsibilities of being a dead man walking i mean he's still there so yeah. you don't want to if if you're going to start reaching out even if it's somewhat covertly you know it's going to leak out so yeah. you don't want to make a bad situation already worse if he's already gone and it leaks out that you're reaching around to other people we're like well, of course i was i mean i want to have a head coach so uh I think so. I think the quicker you get rid of somebody, it gives you a better chance to not only evaluate internal talent, but to start putting, you know, some, some sniffers out there. And, yeah. seeing, uh, and, I, and I mean, this is probably the worst possible example I could give, but like the McDaniels thing with uh, the Colts last year is like, it was kind of decided that that was what the thing was going to be before the end of the season. And then he, of course, you know, went back on his word or whatever, but I think you do get a leg up on other people who maybe haven't fired their coach yet. And I mean, there is a window of time where, you know, you know, like you said, black Monday where everybody gets fired, but um, I don't know. I think, I think just everyone knowing and that speculation rolling out kind of gives you maybe a little bit of a leg up. No, yeah. I think so too. And I think it gives you a chance to where I, I don't know how often this happens. So I'm completely talking out of my ass here, but let's say you've got a regime out there where, you know, the head coach is getting ready to roll but there might be aspects of their coaching staff that have performed well. So you're trying to gauge and see, okay, hypothetically you reach out to John Smith, who's going to get fired from the Kentucky go fuck yourselves team. And they weren't very good this year. So you're they, reaching out and you're like, you're, you're basically, you're, you're playing. It's <laughs> really struggled on defense as well, but, um, <laughs> but, but, you're planting that seed out there. It's like, Hey, listen, you know that the head coach is, I mean, he's on his way out. Right. So, the second he goes, you're out on your ass to, you know, what do you think about coming over here to, to play with us at the, uh, you know, at the uh, Seattle uh, Supersonics or whatever we want to call our other mythical team. So, <laughs> Poor Seattle. 
Um, all right. Well, let's move on to uh, a segment that we're going to call Give Me Less, Give Me More. Basically, uh, we're going to say anything revolving around the NFL, or I guess it doesn't have to be the NFL, just something that you want less of and in, in Oh, it doesn't of. have to be NFL. I mean, I could have done like, give me more wings. Yeah, you could have been like, give me less uh, peeps. Give me more candy corn Ugh. if you're a psychopath. Ugh. Um, Ugh. So, so I'll start us off. I'll give you an example. Give me less Joe Flacco. Give me more Lamar Alexander. But why? Because if Harbaugh wants to save his job, he's going to have to make this change. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to save his job. Dude, dude, Jackson is at least a a threat to run. He's a threat. He he. But trans, he, okay, let's say you put him out there offense. and he pulls an RG three and breaks his ankle or breaks his leg. Well, then you move on to RG three. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just done with Flacco. I'm done with Flacco. Everyone should be. He's yeah. he's not. This team should be. This team should have a better record than they have. They should have yeah, beat the Steelers. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. They but I don't know if you're Bengals. gonna find it with any of those quarterbacks on the roster. You have to try. You, yeah. you, you're not doing it with Flacco. I don't right think. Now. I don't think they're at that moment in their season where they feel like they have to try. You've dropped it. You've dropped a game to the Steelers. You dropped a game to the Bengals. You can't keep dropping division right games. But I mean, they still got the wild card spot that they're playing for. You gotta pay, play for more than that. I don't know. Give me less Flacco, please. All right, Zebo, give us yours. Give me less shitty primetime games and more flex schedule changes. I think the flex schedule should be enacted all season long, and I'm so glad that the Jacksonville Jaguars got taken out of a Sunday night game. I think it's next week, uh, but we're we're coming up on. Here, here's the thing. I understand that when you make these schedules, you make them before the season started, and you probably are thinking, okay, Eli versus um, and the Giants with Odell, Saquon, and all them versus the, the Raiders. Right. Or um, the 49ers on Monday Night Football with Jimmy G. Looks great on paper. Sure. Jimmy G goes down. Eli sucks. The Giants' defense sucks. Their <laughs> offensive line sucks. The San Francisco's defense sucks. Things change. Uh, things change. That should be able to be flexed out. Okay, let's let's get that out of there. Yeah. And, Nobody I mean, needs to be. And, and I know to that. that we just talked about Nick Mullins and how he he is basically God on the field, and he is a beautiful human <laughs> being, and I love him. I really fell in love with him in that game. <laughs> but you should have flexed them out of the Thursday night game. The, the, you should not pigeonhole your primetime games if you're worried about ratings this early in the season still or in the middle of the season and be be hamstrung by your own design. Yeah. Flex them. Flex every, every game should be flexible. Well, yeah. every game should be flexible, Keith. It's what <laughs> says right here in my notes. You can't it flex, say that you can't flex games that are like, you know, Thursday night, Monday night. I think London you can, games, you can't flex those. Well, yeah, but you could but like you, there's enough other games. If if, if Aaron Rodgers gets an injury in week one and is out for the rest of the season, the Packers should be removed from all primetime games. Yeah, because nobody's trying to watch Brad right. Hundley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have one for us, Lebowski? Yeah. Give me less pearl-clutching, fake outrage over things like celebrations and give me more entertainment. Give Love me it. more running out, spiking the football on the star. Give me more terrible towel stomping. You, you want more Hyundai Genesis halftime shows? God, no. <laughs> Give me more throwing D-cell batteries at Santa. Well, maybe that's a little too much. But no, I, I'm in all seriousness, I'm so tired of hearing 
the Troy Aikmans and the Joe Bucks of the world call, you know, talk about how disgusting and classless and blah, blah, blah players are when they do even the most mundane of celebrations. Michael Thomas ripping a flip phone out from under the pad and celebrate. Who's that hurting? Big telecom. I mean, like, get the <laughs> hell out of here. It, if Motorola pays a lot of money. If you yeah. can't be enough of a parent to explain to your child, they've made it to the highest level and that's why they're being entertaining. And not only explain to them, oh, by the way, we're watching an entertainment show. You can flip it on any other channel, probably at the same time as those games on, and watch things that are 10 times more horrifying. Yeah. Almost every single reality show on TV has more horrifying content than anything that ever happens on the field of football besides CTE. So... Why are we being so outraged and utterly disgusting every time a player <laughs> celebrates something? Short of them removing their pants and twirling their junk around, what are we getting so upset about? Just stop being such shit mouths. Well, and, and look at a touchdown as a promotion. So, like, the, they score a touchdown, they celebrate. You get a promotion, you celebrate. I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you celebrate all these little things. I mean, I've seen people, people celebrate participation awards in school and oh my kid is graduating kindergarten to first grade oh he's i gotta go to my this graduation for this kid he's graduating from first grade to second grade there's a graduation ceremony for that that's to me that's more outrageous than someone going to get a flip phone because they scored a touchdown in a sports entertainment game you know what i'm sorry i'll go back to the dallas cowboys star celebration thing again you know it's up to each individual parent to explain to their child when they go, Daddy, why is he standing on the star doing a little jig and a dance about that? Well, son, it's because Cowboys fans are the worst people alive. Yeah. And their organizations <laughs> decide to call themselves America's team. And he's made it to the highest level. So if he feels like he can celebrate like that, absolutely. Do I want to see you do that in a middle school or a high school game? Hell no, son, because you haven't made it yet. When you get to the point that you can disrespect the Cal- Dallas Cowboys, I expect you to do it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's, That's good just parenting. good parenting. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, speaking of good parenting, uh, give me less Nathan Peterman. Give me more just forfeiting games instead. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what they should do? Just punt on first down. They would actually have probably better offensive stats if they just punted on first down. Yeah, because think about all the yards you gain net-wise that you would just be forfeiting having Peterman throw an interception. I mean, maybe you could just, you know, run, 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 then punt. But why even attempt to pass? (laughs) Right. Yeah. What if the rest of the offense just refused to take the field with Nathan Peterman? Like that's kind of what I want to see. It's just delay of games until it's a safety. <laughs> or he just goes yeah, he just goes up to the line and snaps it to himself and just gets killed. Yeah. He just spikes it. <laughs> can you I don't think you can snap it to yourself. Can't, no, I don't think you can. So he's got to at least have a center. Boy, so I guess he could lot. just throw it backwards and then sprint. That's yeah. a lot. That's not he's not a sprinter though. I mean, he's pretty much throwing it backwards right now anyway, right? <laughs> Zemo, do you have another? Yeah. Uh, give me less retread hires and more new coaches. Okay, I like that. And, that, and that, this goes for every level of the coaching staff. Mike McCoy should never get a fucking job again. <laughs> I just want to say that right now. I mean, he should just, just never get a job. And 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 I feel like if you're j- going to hire you mean him a, as other your, than an assistant job, I know I don't even think he should no be jobs. no offensive coordinator. Anything that it has responsibility that affects the game. Now, okay. if, he, if he needs to be a consistent quarterback fine. coach, and he could probably do that. Okay. But he should not be in charge of progressing a team at all. All right. Vance Joseph should never get a head coaching job after this right here. 
I, I don't want to see retread hires. Get the new coaches. Get the Sean McVay's, the Mike Vrabel's, these Doug Peterson's, these exciting coaches that are taking over the scene. New ideas. Yeah, new ideas. Let's get... It's like even Jason Garrett was a retread, basically, because he was just promoted in-house and basically kept the same staff. I mean, let, let's get it Let's get it going. Interesting. Lebowski, anything? Or do you want me to go again? Why don't you go again? Because I'm literally going to have to rip one off the top of my head. Okay. I think I think I have one that you can kind of build off of. Uh, give me less Jason Witten in the booth and give me more Booger McFarland. No doubt. I, I'll be honest. I have not listened to basic. I'm a wrestling fan. So Monday nights, I usually kind of put the football on the, this is how bad Monday night football's gotten. I'd rather watch wrestling <laughs> and have it be the audio than have to listen to Monday night football. I keep Monday night football just on a laptop or an iPad. And I keep up with it that way. I listened to last night's game. Jason Witten rambles incoherently about stuff for five minutes and I look and I turn around and say, is this every week? And they're like, yeah, this is every week. I said, he's still talking while we're talking and I have, I mean, just still, he's never stopped. Yeah. yeah. I'd be, I'd be fine. I, I, I tell you what, this is mine. Give me less of all three of those idiots and give me more of just listening to the game audio. I don't yeah. even want to hear them. Like, just let me watch the game. I don't yeah. need your color commentary because it sucks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be all for some more Booger. Well, I I do want you to talk about the Booger bus. Oh, we're about to discuss the Booger bus. <laughs> okay. Because the Booger bus is a disaster. And I didn't realize just how big of a disaster it was in terms of fan viewership until a couple of Redditors pointed it out and wrote up some pretty significant in detail of what it's like sitting be- behind this disaster. So... For those that are listening that for some reason don't know what the booger bus is, and I don't know why, because you should be watching Monday Night Football, if nothing else, on mute. But Booger McFarland is rolling and trolling the sidelines in this, um, it's basically like a scissor lift yeah. <laughs> that's got a TV mounted on the back. Oh, they took the TV off now. Yeah, they lowered yeah. the TV and took the TV off the back, but it's still blocking view. So what I was explaining to Keith last night is that if, for whatever reason, you don't know this, and I didn't know it until I read about it, the booger mobile is following the line of scrimmage. So if you're sitting in the, the first basically 15 rows of the stadium and you're the line of scrimmage is in front of you, the booger mobile is in front of you. So you can't see the field. So you've constantly got this large man in a scissor lift rolling up and down the sidelines, blocking the first 15 rows of the field from viewing. Last night in Dallas was even more exacerbated, but like I'd ever feel sorry for Dallas fans, but this is the one time I will. They've got the the yeah. field level boxes. So they're blocked by just the car part of it. I mean, someone posted a picture on Twitter this morning. The car part is four foot high. So they can't even see the field anyway. All they could see was like the backs of the players and then the scissor lift in front of them. So that's ridiculous. It's, I cannot believe that ESPN is doing this. It's so tone deaf, completely tone deaf. Outside what of it, what does it add? No, it doesn't add anything. It's, it's they're, just, they're trying to be innovative. Yes, and it's so stupid. I did air quotation marks. Sure. It's uh, I mean, if you want to be innovative, suspend them from cables like the Skycam 
and have him floating <laughs> around on a drone. All right, now we're talking. Now yeah. I'm going to tune in and and because I want to watch the booger drone. Yes, I and it's just getting weird, right? Booger I mean, swinging across the field on cables. Well, like at the, at the, you know, remember when the predators used to do the internal blimp that rolled around and dropped uh, t-shirts into yeah. the yeah. Whatever and, happened to that? Uh, it wrecked several times. Oh, did they it? just got? To, I was at a game one night when yeah. it wrecked and deflated. But um, I, let's do that. Let's put a blimp in the stadium yeah. and put bigger in it. But in all seriousness, get rid of the stupid car. It, it's it's bad enough having three people talking over themselves like we do on a podcast, but in front of a football game. Mm-hmm. It, they're tripping all over themselves to make comments, none of which make any sense. But it's the fact that one of them's riding around on this gigantic view blocking cart. I can't believe the NFL's put up with it. I can't believe ESPN's do it. It's completely tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got one more Monday Night Football thing uh, before we're done piling on that. I think, but give me less Monday Night Football halftime performances in black and white. And and give, it was only like a minute. Yeah, it's only like a minute. It was. It, was it so had pointless. to cost a lot of money yeah. and was entertaining no one. And I realize I'm not like the target audience for this content. It's yeah. probably like the wives of people who are watching this. But no, but in all due respect, and I mean this seriously, if you're not the target audience, then who is? Right. Because, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to sound like an old man here, but it's clearly not for my age demographic, yeah. which is depressing as shit because I'm not even 40. So if it's not for your age content, Keith, I don't, I really truly don't know who it's for. It's so fucking stupid to watch. Someone made this argument on the radio this week, and I'd love to give them credit for it. I think it was Jonathan Hutton, but what is the purpose of giving this fake facade of there's no commercials? Fill the halftime with commercials because it's not lengthening or shortening the game. The halftime already is what it is. Yeah. Like, now what ESPN is doing, and I've noticed this quite a bit, is they're taking a little bit more extra time on the commercial breaks, but they put the game cut into the screen with yeah. no audio. But all you're watching is them running around on a TV timeout. So it's a fake out anyway. We're actually getting longer games by just a little bit because they're cramming extra commercials there to give us this quote-unquote commercial-free halftime, which is just a bunch of black and white garbage. I, yeah. think, I think it might be that they just they're not making money on those commercials during that halftime slot. And so they're just doing commercial free. By the way, side note, no one's you. that happy driving a Hyundai. So give <laughs> yeah. it up with these Hyundai commercials. You got one more, Keith? No, I think I'm that that's my last one. Do you have one for us? Uh no. No. I mean I do, but you know. Okay. Well, they're, they're not they're not good enough to end the segment. We'll on. hold them for next week. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you guys want to do a, a minute of our uh, of our Back to the Future oh, yeah. football recap Absolutely. from Wednesday that you're listening to on Friday, presented by Football and Other F words? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's do the Back to the Future Thursday Night Football recap from Wednesday that you're listening to on Friday, presented by Football and Other F words, and it's of course the Panthers at the Steelers. So let's put a minute on the clock and tell us what happened. I just can't believe that Big Ben played with. Two walking boots on. Two walking boots. The fact that James Conner is the first player to get 17 touchdowns in one game, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, that rush defense on the Panthers was really, really <laughs> bad. The, and they even brought back Greg Hardy to try and kill people. Yeah. I, w- I was so relieved when Riverboat Ron Rivera 
unleashed his his Pepsi attack on the on the opposing team's kicker and iced him successfully. I was impressed that when they brought back Greg Hardy, that he was able to set up a futon covered in guns and then (laughs) sack Ben Roethlisberger onto it. It was really impressive to see. I enjoy that Antonio Brown got three laptops out from underneath the goalpost for his touchdown celebration and actually performed uh, Daft Punk. That was that, that was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. My favorite part was when uh, Cam Newton handed it off to Jake DeLome, and he ran it all the way for a touchdown. I thought that was an interesting, fun little throwback. Yeah, and for the uh, celebration, Cam Newton just happened to look at the camera and go, it's an ongoing investigation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's time. What was the final score? Uh, I believe when I saw it last was 45-0. to zero. Yeah, I... Uh, I think the they last, just quit after the seventeen. Yeah, touchdowns. it was something. I, I think it was Carolina and Pittsburgh were tied twenty-seven twenty-seven, and the Cleveland Browns won. <laughs> that is wild, <laughs> right? Wild. Well, uh, thanks for listening, efforts. Make sure to uh, visit our sponsors and uh, rate and review us on whatever you're listening on. Follow us on Twitter at at FWordsPod. Uh, you can follow Lebowski on Twitter at Mister Lebowski and tweet at him horrible things. Because if you don't, I'm going to tweet you horrible things. So you might as well just get out in front of it. That's right. Uh, you can get all of uh, Mike's opinions on all things Titans at Music City Miracles. And uh, we are Football and Other F-Words. And you've just been effed. Effed. Nailed it. What did, What was our F-Word? Farouche? Farouche. Farouche Navidad. We got, we got, we got all Farouche on this podcast. Yeah. Wasn't that a wrestler? No, that's Farouche. Farouk, yeah, that's what it was from the Farouk Legion of Bradshaw. What was it? The Legion of uh, or the, no, the Nation, Nation of, of Domination? Domination. Nation yeah. of Domination. That's what it was. Yep. Farouk. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.